0: listening to Rumination Thursday Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on the line is Wes Reimnitz. How are you doing, Wes?
1: I'm doing fine, Tom. How are
0: you? Oh, I'm pretty good, uh, taking a look at what we're going to be talking about. Let me give a little introduction to it. I always like to read the readings for the next Sunday and try and find what appears to be a contradiction. Now, that may sound strange, but particularly from a Lutheran point of view, a lot of times the Bible doesn't make sense. And so what I found in last week's lesson, it was from 1 Samuel 3, and it was about the young man Samuel who was with Eli the priest, and he was ministering to the Lord. It all started out with a woman named Hannah who did not have a child, so she prayed to God to have a child and promised that he would she would take the child to Eli the priest and he could minister at the holy tent where people would worship. Well she had a child, called his name Samuel, and as soon as he was weaned, verse. Let's see, 28 of chapter 1 says, Hannah, I have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is lent to the Lord. And the next line, the last line in chapter 1 is, and he worshiped the Lord there. Then the beginning of the lesson is chapter 3. The young man Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. But then you get to verse 7, and it says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Well, that to me didn't make any sense. Here in chapter 1, he's worshiping the Lord, and in chapter 3, he's ministering to the Lord, uh, helping out Eli the priest. And then verse 7 says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now Samuel did not yet know. So the question I had to the congregation is, you're worshiping here. Do you know the Lord? And what I did is I took a look at the word know in the Bible, and you examined it also. About how many times does it appear?
1: Well, the, the the word itself, no, is about
0: 967 times. So the, we've got a situation where he didn't know the Lord, but he was worshiping him. And so to the congregation, I said, do you know the Lord? You're worshiping here. And so we had to take a look as to what the word no meant when it says Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now, Eli had two sons. They weren't very nice, were they?
1: (laughs) The Bible puts them down as being worthless.
0: Yes, and yet they were helping out Eli at the worship tent, and they did two things. People would bring meat, animals to sacrifice, and the Meat would be boiled, and then these two men were allowed to take a fork and take out meat with the fork, and that's all they were to have. They insisted instead on having raw meat, so they took a lot more meat than God had permitted them to do. And the other thing...
1: That's that's an important point that you make there because you go back into Leviticus and Deuteronomy where it talks about uh, what, what the Levite priests were allowed to do and not to do. So that's an important point that you're bringing up. They weren't allowed the raw meat, but they
0: were allowed the boiled meat. Even worse than that, there were lay women at the door of the tabernacle. We might call them the ladies' aid you know, who helped straighten up the tent, maybe put on the lights, etc. And these two young men began to lay with them. And we know what that means. And mm-hmm. God was really angry. And he went to Eli and said that his house, therefore, would be decimated because of what he was doing. And it's then that Samuel comes on the scene, and it says he's worshiping the Lord, but he doesn't know the Lord. So we have to take a look as to what that means.
1: Oh, well, that too, but also it says that Samuel's sons, they did not know the Lord.
0: No, Eli. Eli's
1: son, yes, I'm sorry, uh, Eli's son, the, they did not know the Lord. So we have to unpack both terms. What it means that they didn't know the Lord. What it did, what does it mean that Samuel did not know the Lord?
0: Yes. Now, Scripture interprets Scripture. So what we find here, and this was in the Old Testament reading from Samuel, it talks about Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So, it, when I did a study on the word know, it's used many times. Uh, one time is in Genesis 3, 5, where God is talking to Adam and Eve. God knows when you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that I have forbidden you to eat of, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, Knowing good and evil, did they know good and evil like God knew it?
1: I don't think they did. There was a certain amount of innocence there at that point that they, I don't think they knew the effects of good and
0: evil. How about that? Yes, God knew what was good, God knew what was evil, but Adam and Eve actually practiced the evil. And then they knew that they had sinned. And remember, they went and hid from God, as though you could hide from God in the Garden of Eden. And in uh, Exodus 7, where God is going to bring the plagues upon the Egyptians, they shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring out the people of Israel from among them. And of course, you know what happened at the Red Sea,
1: right? The Red Sea turned, yeah, opened up and swallowed up the, the chariots. But you you use Exodus seven, and it's all the way through Exodus that they they that they they go. The water of the Nile is turned red, and he he says that's to let them know that I am the Lord. There are the plagues that I know that I am the Lord. And uh, hardening peril's heart, that he may know that I am the Lord. It just goes on and on and on, all the way through there.
0: The sons of Samuel, I think you made a good point, where it says they did not know the Lord. It kind of reminds me of the unbelieving Pharisees in the New Testament, where if somebody asks them, do you know Jesus? They say, yes. He's that carpenter from Nazareth who thinks that he's the Messiah. They knew of Jesus, but they really didn't know him, did they?
1: No, not at all. They they he's kind of like going back and, and talking about historical faith and saving faith. Saving faith believes in in, in the promises and trusts in the promises that Jesus died for. My sins are the sins of all the world. And historical faith just uh, says, yes, there was a Jesus, but nothing further.
0: Yes. The item I was trying to get across is a lot of times the words in the Hebrew and the Greek and the Bible are not the same as Mm -hmm. how we define them in English. To know somebody is to experience some things with them. Uh, For example, uh, when I first saw uh, the woman I was going to marry, Louise, at the hospital where I was an orderly and she was an RN, I asked somebody about her and they told me, oh, she's an RN, she works in the constant care department. And so I could say I knew her, but then I asked her out on a date and I found out where she liked to eat, what movies she liked to see. Then you really began to know her because you had experiences with her and that was a big difference between just being acquainted with someone. Like Mm. I think every one of us, if you were asked, do you know, president Trump, people would say, Oh yes, he's the president of the United States and we're going to have a new president, but they really know him, not because they ever met him, or experience something with him personally, but just because of reading in the newspaper about him, seeing him on television, and this sort of thing. There's another way that Noah is used, even in the New Testament. The angel Gabriel says to Mary, you're going to have a child. And of course, she's not married yet to Joseph. So she asks, how shall this be? Seeing, I know not a man. Now, does that mean she had never seen a male before? No. It, it meant uh, she hadn't been married yet. There was no sexual reason why she should be having a child. And Gabriel said, well, it will be conceived by the Holy Spirit, which we confess in our creed, conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary but there's another idea of knowing that really is important so well, i
1: go i i think i think you know you you got all those various points of, of how the word know may be interpreted but i think the, the back to to what we were doing here is samuel had not know he not yet know the lord and the Word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. I think the key to it is is that the Word of the Lord be revealed to him, as you were talking, it kind of reminds me of that wrote to Emmaus of so the disciples who who were pondering over the the death of Christ, and uh he came and started uh talking with him and instructed them in the Word.
0: And then they began to know the purpose of his death and his resurrection. Right. And that came about because of the word. In fact, Jesus uses that with Nicodemus when he says, you must be reborn. Nicodemus says, I'm supposed to get back in my mother's womb. And here's what Jesus says in John 3.10. And this is a King James translation. You are a master of Israel, and you know not these things. So there's a good understanding of no, that it's more than just knowing Jesus. It's believing his word. And as you said, Samuel's pretty clear that at that time, there was no frequent vision. In fact, the Bible says, the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. And so unlike God talking to Adam and Eve and to Abraham and to Moses and a number of the prophets, you wonder what Eli was teaching Samuel. He knew there was a Lord. He worshiped him, but he did not have knowledge of the mission and purpose of the of the Lord who was to come, that is the Messiah.
1: It really has a lot to say about about us today and and the need of, of ours of getting the good word of, of Christ out there not only in our sermons but also in our Bible classes, uh, devotional life, you know, getting people connected with, with the Word of God.
0: Yes. What you were saying, verse seven of chapter three Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. Now, that reminds me of the disciples. Here they're walking around with Jesus for three years. And then, as he's going to Jerusalem, he says, I'm going to be captured and put to death uh, by the scribes and the Sadducees, and I will rise the third day. Well, what was the response of Peter?
1: Uh, pardon me to be that it happened that he not go.
0: And what did Jesus respond back to him?
1: <laughs> well, it wasn't, uh, what's that guy, uh, when friends and influence Norm Vincent Peel answer, hey, Jesus said, get behind me, me, Satan.
0: Yes, because Peter, he knew Jesus, but he didn't know Jesus. And I don't think it really came to fruition until after the crucifixion and the resurrection, uh, particularly with the folks on the road to Emmaus, where Jesus was able to explain to them his purpose. And certainly after Pentecost, they came to know the Lord.
1: Lord. Well, before the Pentecost there in Luke uh, 24, it talks about how Jesus sat down his disciples and began to teach them through the words of the old testament that this all must happen
0: but they didn't believe it no yeah so they didn't still know it even in teaching it and this is why it's important for parents today to baptize their children because what gift do they receive in baptism the gift of the, the the gift of the holy spirit exactly and Then you begin to raise them up. Uh, For example, when Jesus said to his disciples, he's going to Jerusalem uh, to be put to death, they really rejected that because that was not their knowledge of the Messiah. The Messiah was a strong man. He would be victorious over the Romans, get them out of Jerusalem, restore Israel back to its former grandeur. And the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000 showed that he would be able to give food and many temporal gifts to the people. That's how they understood the Messiah. And it you know, wasn't uh, until that Jesus explained and taught to them what the Old Testament said.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's the uh, historical Facts that they were looking at the temporal world around them and forgotten what, as Jesus put it before Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world.
0: You know, we bring in the temporal world. We're living in the United States where so-called Christians really don't believe the word of God, particularly those who are believing that homosexual. Marriage is okay. The act of it is okay. Abortion is okay. We could say that they did that they do not know the Lord yet, because they wouldn't be for those things.
1: Yeah, it, it uh, really uh, runs into some problems here, and the fact that we're losing the nuns, C-N-O-N-E-S, the There's articles out there now. Uh, in the newspaper, how, how psychics and mediums are, are on the rise today because uh, people are, are fearful of what the world is gonna turn into. And of course, they've left behind, they, as you say, do not know the Lord.
0: Exactly. So, how did I conclude the sermon asking the question, do you know the Lord? And I made this comment, that the people in the congregations I'm serving, they're Lutheran. If I said to them, Jesus died on the cross, none of them would put their hands up and say, what do you mean by that? Because they know the reason. In fact, I would say that members of a Lutheran congregation who have been confirmed properly, they know the Lord better than did even Samuel, prior to the Lord coming to him and speaking to him, better than the disciples who rejected the word of Jesus.
1: How about uh, I'll give you a John three sixteen? Only yeah. first John, only only in first John three sixteen. By this we know love that he he Jesus laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the the brothers, that we we know love, we we know what true love is by what Jesus has done for us by dying upon the cross.
0: You see, and that is knowing Jesus. There are many so-called Christians today, and I've got some friends in the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, I don't understand how they stay in that denomination, because that denomination Is for immorality. That denomination doesn't think it's necessary to do mission work among various groups like Hindus and Buddhists because they say, who knows how God may bring them into the church without our knowledge. And to belong to a church like that is therefore in support of that which does not know the Lord.
1: And I think that's uh, increasingly important that that we get the get the word itself out there in, into the world around us, you know, and and through the word of God that He has given to us for Christ.
0: Yes, to know the Lord. Therefore, once we get back again to the Reformation is not because you're doing good works out of love for God but because you're believing the gospel which makes no sense to the world at all
1: and i think that's this is the point we'll take it, a point that you make and the necessity of us of teaching teaching our children the word because i i kind of in a sense fault eli for not Probably uh, teaching his kids, uh, there's a possibility there that it, the instruction did not go on. Wouldn't you perhaps agree?
0: Well, that's what God says: is that He rejected Eli and his family because Eli did not restrain his youth. That's verse 13, and uh, of chapter three, and very important that. Parents need to restrain the youth to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And one way to do that also is to take them to Sunday school and help them understand who the Lord really is. And the people will come to an understanding. Yes, this is the Lord and they will know the Lord and be saved by grace through faith. Because They believe not only the promises of the gospel, but the word of the Bible.
1: Hmm. You know, we ought to thank uh, that little segue that they have on, uh, by the way, this morning it was about knowing Jesus Christ, the very thing that we've been talking about for the last uh, half hour.
0: And by the way, is it what?
1: By the way, that, that they do just before we come on. A uh, little, little uh, sound bite, and the guy was talking about knowing Jesus Christ.
0: And what did he say as to how to know Jesus Christ?
1: Same thing that we were talking about, how we we go through the Word, listen to the Word, the Word that he has given to us, teaching, our, uh, which uh, is teaching one another and especially teaching our children.
0: Exactly. So Samuel may not have realized the promises that God had given to Abraham about the Messiah coming through Isaac and many other promises of God, but uh, beginning right after the Lord coming to him, it says, Samuel grew, the Lord was with him, and he let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel knew That Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord, and the Lord appeared again in Shiloh to him, and he revealed to Samuel the word of the Lord. And I look out today and see many Christians who believe in evolution rather than creation, who don't believe the miracles of Jesus, etc., they do not know the Lord as they should. But
1: I also know of, and you do too, of many Christians who do that are out there be, that that are out there that believe in the seven-day creation, and believe what Jesus has done for them, or as in Kings, when Elijah felt that he was by himself, God revealed to him that there were seven thousand knees that had not bowed to Baal, that there are still the true believers out there.
0: Yes, and we want to be careful that because people have these false teachings doesn't mean that for sure they're going to hell, but it certainly is a way that the devil can get them thinking in the wrong way as he did in the Old Testament and New Testament until somebody does fall from grace.
1: Yeah, kind of like I drive my wife crazy at times when we're watching the news or some documentary and I go, go, false doctrine, false doctrine.
0: She told me you drove her crazy because you married her.
1: (laughs) That too. She's very good to me.
0: I know. Mine also. So, tomorrow on Open Mic Friday, we'll talk about the marriage of Wes to his wife. No. <laughs> Send in your questions. We'll answer them. The God bless you. At
2: on KFuo at For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.